Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. A blessed Resurrection Sunday to all of you. I'm so happy you know, that we can be together once again. It's been two years since we are able to celebrate Resurrection Sunday together, and I'm so excited to be with all of you, my UECP family in this day of days. And I'm so privileged not to be standing here in front of you declaring to you this day, 2,000 years ago, that victory has been won by our King Jesus. Amen? You know, that is the truth that we must declare to ourselves and to others every single day of our lives. We should. You know, one of my favorite things to do is watching movie with my wife, whether at home or in the movie theater. But, you know, let me tell you, you know, we have very different tastes when it comes to movies. My wife loves Asian movies, mga Chinese and Koreans. Ako naman, I like Western films. Wow, films, no? Hindi movies. She usually like action-packed movies naman kung... English man pinapanood namin like James Bond or Mission Impossible. Ako ay gusto ko mga romantic comedies like You've Got Mail or Nothing Hill. Or I also like um, yung mga based on true stories. So as you can see, magkaiba kami ng gusto pagdating sa mga movies. No? So I treasure the times that uh, we can both enjoy the same movie together. But you know, I do have one complaint every time I watch a movie with my wife. And that is, she always asks me, Ano mangyayari sa huli? Sino sa inyo ganyan, no? Habang nanonood ng movie, tiyatanong nyo yung kasama nyo, What will happen next? Ano, what will, end, what will happen in the end? I'm sure some of you are the same as my wife, no? She always asks me what will happen in the end. She always does every movie. Oy, ano mangyayari sa huli? You know, even with, when we've watched that movie before, or we're watching a new movie na hindi ko pa napanood, she always asks me during the show, what will happen next? Or how would the story end? And my answer will always be, manood ka na lang. You know, I can't blame her. Some people just can't go through a story without knowing what the end or the outcome will be. Some of you, I'm sure when you're reading a book, after first, second chap first two chapters, you jump at the final chapter and read it and before you go back to chapter 3 and before you can move on, tama ba? Or when watching a TV series, at some point, they would want to jump and watch the last episode. Dati hindi mo yung magawa, but now, it's possible because of on-demand streaming. Tama ba? And I'm sure some of you does that. Do that. You know, some people just cannot stand the tension and the suspense of a story. Even though they know that they're going to spoil the whole experience, they don't mind. Okay lang sa kanila. They just need to know kung ano yung mangyayari sa huli. They just need to know the end so that they can ready their hearts to whatever will happen. You know, the same is true when, actually, when we read the Bible. Imagine starting from Genesis. And then napakakapal ng Bible. 66 book later pa, 66 books later 
pa yung ending. Kaya niyo yun? Or 1,189 chapters later. Or 31,103 verses later, yung ending. You know, that's simply too long for most people. And that is why many of us jump to the book of Revelations. Tama ba? Isa yun sa mga favorite books natin. Especially nung pandemic. Actually, pandemic pa ngayon. But at the start of the pandemic, everybody's studying the book of Revelation. They feel that the end is near. And so they want to ready themselves to whatever the end will bring. You know, some of us might find that weird. But you know, in the stories of our lives, of our own lives, actually, we all want the same thing. Tama ba? Don't we always know what will happen to us in the end? Don't we always know what will happen to our children and grandchildren? Don't we always know whether that business venture that we entered into will succeed or not? Or whether we will be successful in our chosen career? Or the relationship that we just entered into will last forever or not? Siya na nga ba si forever? Di ba? We all want to know what will happen. We all wish to know what the future will be. What tomorrow will bring. What will happen in the end. Why? Why? Because knowing what the end will be comforts us. Knowing what the end will be helps us make the right decisions today. Kung alam natin ang mga bukas, we know what to do today. Tama ba? It brings us comfort and assurance to the actions that we take today. And that is why many of us don't mind being spoiled by knowing the ending. Because somehow, it helps us ready ourselves to face the challenges ahead. And so... With all of these, let me tell you something about the end. So that to ease your anxieties and to ease your worries. What will happen in the end? In the story of the Bible, which is the story of our lives, actually, you don't need to jump to the end, to the book of Revelations, to know the outcome of the story. Because the end is actually written there at the very beginning. In the third chapter of the very first book of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 3.15, God actually has already revealed what the ending of our story be. And as my title says, spoiler alert, we win. Now open your Bibles and read it with me, Genesis 3 verse 15. Okay? Genesis 3.15, it says, God says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Since isang verse lang, let me repeat. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. May God bless the reading of His Word. Some of you might be wondering, Pastor, how does this verse point us to the end? So let me explain. Let me explain. You know, Genesis chapter 3 is probably the saddest part in the story of the Bible. 
It is actually here that the tension or the dilemma of the Bible starts and is carried on towards the end. Yung ano nangyari dito? That problem, the tension, the dilemma, nadala siya hanggang dulo. It actually introduced us, chapter 3 introduced us to a beast so crafty that any beast in the garden, which is the serpent. The serpent. But immediately, the Bible hints to us that this was no ordinary serpent. Bakit? Kasi nagsasalita. You know, the animals don't speak, but this peculiar serpent talks. So who is this serpent? This serpent was actually the enemy disguised as a beast. This serpent is actually the main antagonist in God's story. And it quickly turned God's good and perfect creation upside down by twisting God's word and deceiving God's royal caretakers and representatives, which are Adam and Eve, our forefathers. And because of this, sin entered into our world. After sin entered our world, our lives, it was followed by shame and then chaos, and then destruction. You know, the enemy has taken the first strike against God through His creation. And it was supposedly a fatal blow to God's creation. But good thing for the Almighty God, it was not. Then what happened next is that God cursed the enemy. God cursed the serpent and told it that the fatal blow will actually be delivered by the offspring of the woman, the seed of the woman. He says that there will be a constant hostility between the enemy and mankind, a constant struggle. What will happen? The enemy will strike the man's heel. And when, you're str when somebody strikes your heel, you'll probably go down. But the finishing blow will come from the man, from the seed of the woman. The fatal blow will come from the seed of the woman by crushing the serpent's head. That is the fatal blow that will end the struggle, making mankind victorious in the end. What is happening here? God is promising the enemy that its defeat is imminent and its destruction is certain. And God is letting us all know that His victory is assured. The ultimate spoiler. What is the ultimate spoiler? God wins. Now, how do we know this to be true? How do we know that this indeed will come to pass? Who is the seed of the woman? Who, how will the enemy bruise his heel? And how will the seed of the woman crush the serpent's head? Pano? How will all this play out? Now, the first part of the story of the Bible, the Old Testament, give us, gives us clues to this. 
Like in Genesis chapter 12, God promised a man, God gave a promise to a man named Abraham. In Genesis 12 verse 2 to 3, it says, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who honors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Wait a minute. Kala ko ba mankind was supposed to be cursed? Kala ba cursed tayo? But then here we see that God promises to bless all the families of the earth through Abraham and make him a blessing to others. We're starting to see here God in action, reversing what the serpent has done. But that's not all. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, we, talk, we learned about this a few weeks ago. God made another promise to another man. And this time, it was David. The promise that God gave to him that the throne of one of his descendants will be established forever. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 to 13, it says, When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Again, wait a minute. Kaloba at the end of chapter 3, man was banished. Man was supposed to be banished, stripped of their royal title. But then here we see in 2 Samuel chapter 7 that God promises that a seed from the man, the seed from David, will rule God's kingdom forever. But that is not all. You flip your Bibles a few pages forward from the, to the book of Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah gave us another clue on how the enemy might bruise the man's heel as was said in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. He pro the prophet Isaiah prophesied about a virgin son who is called Emmanuel, who is destined to suffer. In Isaiah 53 verse 4 to 5, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was cursed for our iniquities. You know, because of the sin that enemy caused, cursed all mankind with back in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, it says here that the virgin's son, the seed of the woman, will suffer. He will be wounded and he will be crushed. Again, pointing to Genesis 3 verse 15. Actually, there are many more clues from the Old Testament about the seed of the woman who will crush the enemy's head. But the fulfillment, actually, of Genesis 3.15 comes in the second part of Scripture, which is the New Testament. The fulfillment is in the New Testament. And you know what is the very first verse of the New Testament? It immediately points us back to the clues given in the Old Testament. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Wait lang. 
This was the same people that God gave the promise to. The promise of blessing, the promise of a throne in God's kingdom forever. It points us back to the promises and it makes us think, wait, is this it? Ito na ba yun? Is this the seed of the woman that will destroy the enemy, this Jesus Christ, kung sino man siya? And then 20 verse, 21 verses later, it tells us in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 to 23, he says that she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And again, it makes us think as we read our, our, our Bibles, hey, wait, ito na ba yun? This, is this the seed of the woman like the one promised in Genesis 3.15? And these were the words of prophet Isaiah who foretold the suffering of a virgin son, the Emmanuel. And then three chapters later, fast forward, we see the seed of the woman has now grown into a man. And he is alone. He was alone fasting in the wilderness. He was hungry and vulnerable. And then again, the enemy appeared. The enemy once again appeared just as it appeared to Adam and Eve in chapter 3. And then we immediately think, oh no. Will this be a repeat? Will this be a repeat of what happened in the past? Will the enemy once again land a fatal blow on humanity? Will the seed of the woman fall to the trap of the enemy just like Adam and Eve? And then the enemy tem tempted him once and denied. And the enemy tempted him a second time. And Jesus denied him once again. And then a third time, denied again. And so we see the enemy's tempting words denied by the seed of the woman. The serpent was actually defeated in his own game. Not once, but three times. But you know, the enemy wasn't finished yet. He has one more trump card yet to play. And what was that trump card? He has yet to strike the man's heel, as was said in Genesis 3.15. Sabi kasi di ba? He will strike the man's heel. He will make him fall down. And so what did the enemy do? He then steered the seed's own people against him to take him down, to strike his heel, to kill him. Then 23 chapters later, we see that the enemy seemed to have succeeded. 23 chapters later. He managed to hang his enemy on a tree with a bruised heel nailed on the cross dead the fatal blow by the enemy but so it seems God no the fatal blow will come from the man so what happens next 
When we turn to the next chapter, three days later, what happened? The tomb where the seed of the woman lied dead was empty. Walang tao. He was not there. Instead, one of the angels were there in Matthew 28, verse 5 to 6. Ano sabi no angel? Sabi niya, the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. But he is not here, for he has risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. Wala, walang tao dyan. What happened? Ano nangyari? Let me tell you what happened. Jesus has risen. Jesus was alive. That's what happened. The seed of the woman was alive. And by resurrecting from the dead, what happened? By resurrecting from the dead, Jesus has actually disarmed the enemy. Disarmed the enemy. You see, the weapons of the enemy were sin and death. And Jesus has overcome them both. Kaya nga sabi ni Apostle Paul, death has lost its sting. Why? Because the enemy has lost its weapon, has lost its sword. The enemy has already been disarmed. He was defeated at his own game. He now is now disarmed. But he was yet to be destroyed. But, brothers and sisters, be rest assured. The destruction of the enemy is coming. His head will be crushed soon. Yet the enemy will not go down without a fight. Alam mo yung kalaban? Hindi yan basta-basta nagpapatalo kahit alam niyang talo na siya eh. He plans to bring as many of God's creation with him. And now, the story has actually caught up to our time. The story has caught up to our time. Nandito na. We're living the story. And Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 is about to be completely fulfilled. And its fulfillment is written in the final book of the Bible. In Revelation 20 verse 10 it says, And the devil who has deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. What do we see here? We see here how the enemy will be destroyed in the future. In the lake of fire. So, the enemy has been defeated, disarmed, yet to be destroyed, but he will be destroyed. And how are we sure that all this will happen? How can we know for sure that Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 will happen? What is the proof? The proof is the empty tomb. The proof is that Jesus is alive. The seed of the woman who will crush the serpent's head is alive. Yes, his heel was bruised 2,000 years ago, but today he is alive and completely well. And brothers and sisters, let me tell you, he will come back and finish the job. He will come back and finish the job. As certain as the enemy has been denied and defeated at his own game, as surely as the enemy has been disarmed, then definitely, and I promise you, the enemy will be destroyed. The head of the serpent will be crushed, as was told in Genesis, and it will be no more. And the proof is, the risen, uh, is our risen Lord, the empty tomb, 
that Jesus is alive, the seed of the woman who will crush the enemy's head is alive. So as you can see, brothers and sisters in Christ, Genesis, 3 verse, uh, Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 is fulfilled and is being fulfilled throughout the whole story of the Bible and in our story today. And the empty tomb is the proof today that our enemy will soon be crushed. He has been defeated, he has been disarmed, and soon he will be completely destroyed. This is the future that we look forward to. This is the knowledge of the end that we so long to hear. The future victory that will help us face the many challenges of life. You know, I have shared with you earlier how I watch movies with my wife. Now I'm going to tell you how I watch movies with my children. You know, if my wife constantly asks me what will happen in the end of the movie, even though she keeps on asking and I'm always annoyed, she still watches it, with, watches, it, watches it with me, even if I don't tell her the ending or what will happen next. But my kids, on the other hand, are worse. They usually don't want to watch movies with me. Ayaw nila manood with me. They cannot stand the tension of the suspense for a long time. Kaya ayaw nila movies. Kasi ang haba nila, mag-worry, ang tagal-tagal, ayaw nila. And so usually, I have to convince them first before they would watch a movie with me. E matagal-tagal na konbinsiyan. And yet, let me tell you, I was able to convince them to watch all six Star Wars movies with me, episode 1 to 6. And also, I was able to convince them to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy with me. Imagine, the extended version pa. How did I do it? How did I manage to convince them to watch with me? I just spoiled the movie to them. I have to tell them the end of the movie. I have to tell them before watching the movie that the hero wins in the end. Don't worry, the hero wins in the end. And so they will watch a movie with me. You know, brothers and sisters, the same way the ending of our story has already been revealed to us by God as early as Genesis 3 verse 15. He tells us that the hero will win in the end. Why? Bakit? Para saan? To give us courage to live our lives through the challenges that comes. To give us hope for tomorrow. To make us wise to make decisions today. To remind us that, uh, to remind us to trust in the one who is victorious and not to be fooled by the one who is destined to lose. Even when we're battling against leukemia, with cancer, with a failing kidney, it's okay because we know at the end, we win because our Lord wins. Even when we're struggling with finances, even when we're struggling with health, with our business, it's okay because we know at the end, we win. You know, it might be a spoiler to a great and glorious ending, but let me tell you, it is a spoiler that we all need to hear and remember. And what is the proof that it will come to pass? The empty tomb. Our Lord has risen, and therefore our Lord 
wins. Brothers and sisters in Christ, live each day knowing that He wins and therefore we win. Live each day knowing that He wins, then therefore we win with Him. This is the ending of our story that we all need to know so that we will learn to put our trust in Jesus, the seed of the woman who is victorious now and is victorious tomorrow. This is how we can wake up each day with hope despite the hardships of life, despite the attacks of the enemy. Brothers and sisters, this is the gospel life that we all as believers should live by. And this is the gospel message that we should always carry with us and share to others. The good news that even though the enemy has taken the first strike against humanity, trapping us in sin and death, the Son of Man, our Lord and Savior, has won the victory for us. Yes, it is the gospel is actually a spoiler. No? The spoiler to the story of our lives. The spoiler to the most glorious of endings. The spoiler that everyone needs to hear. You, your family, your colleagues, your employees, your boss, your neighbors, even your enemies. This is the spoiler that they all need to hear. That the hero wins. That Jesus is alive. And so everyone who are on his side, everyone who believes in him, also wins with him. As the song goes, And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Alam po gusto niyo sumabay, so join me. Because I know who holds the future tomorrow and life is worth just because He lives. UECP, let us live each day knowing that He wins and therefore we win. This is the spoiler found in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. The spoiler to a great and glorious ending, but the spoiler that we all need to remember. The spoiler that everyone in this world needs to hear. Jesus wins, and therefore, all those who are in Him also wins. Jesus wins, and therefore, we win. Let us pray. Father, we give thanks for today. We give thanks for Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, where we can all celebrate and remember that our Lord has risen, our Lord is victorious, and He has won the battle for us. He has defeated the enemy, He has disarmed the enemy, and soon He will destroy the enemy. And that is the hope that we all need to hear and remember. Lord, we have so many challenges in our lives, so many things that makes us doubt, that makes us worry, that makes us, uh, that causes us anxiety, Lord. But we thank you for this great and wonderful spoiler to your glorious ending. That, Lord, even though the enemy has taken the first strike against us, you will be the one 
to land the final blow against him. And because you win, we also win with you. We thank you for this wonderful truth written in Genesis 3.15 at the very beginning of our story to remind us that we can put our trust in you. And Lord, we thank you that 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And then on the third day, he rose up and was alive again. And so we look forward to his return. We look forward to the time that the enemy will be destroyed, even sin and death that has plagued us since our birth will be no more. We thank you for this promise of victory. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the empty tomb. We thank you for the victory that we have in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.